What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. Welcome to episode four of the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Lior Rosansky. He is an amazing realtor, as well as a phenomenal investor with over $9 million of property under management in the Boston, Massachusetts market. There's absolutely insane value and advice in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode four of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, I got the great pleasure of interviewing Lior Rosansky. Um, he is a realtor with uh, Compass out of Boston. You know, he's a phenomenal investor as well. He has um, over $9 million under management, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Th- hey, Kyle, thanks for having me. That was a pretty good pronunciation. I'd give that like a B plus. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I need some work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I appreciate you having on me. I appreciate you having me here. And uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm very glad to have you. <laughs> Uh, so to jump right into things, what got you into real estate and like, what's your initial backstory? Like, what's your why? Yeah, so I, I can give a, I can give your audience a quick overview. Basically, I was, uh, I always say I'm a destined to be doctor turned real estate guy. Uh, went to college for pre-med, uh, graduated, was supposed to apply to med school. Um, and then during kind of that transition year when I was uh, submitting apps to med schools, I was trying to figure out how to invest some money. I was working, so I had to a little. I had a little money to spend, and I, you know, I kind of figured out I wasn't going to be the next Warren Buffett um, pretty quick. So the next kind of step was real estate. Um, so I actually ended up uh, buying my first multi um, that following year after graduating. Um, you know, and as soon as I closed on that deal, I was like, uh, you know what, I like this stuff, uh, and I ended up withdrawing my apps. Um, and yeah, kind of that, that's kind of the genesis of uh, my real estate story. (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. That's such a drastic turn. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I remember like it was yesterday. It was, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of different emotions going back and forth. Um, but you know, I kind of, I kind of approached it like, Hey, you know what? Uh, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me? I go broke. I'm already basically broke. Right. I mean, I had like 30 grand to play with, which in the grand scheme of thing is not that much anyway. Uh, Right. You know, so I kind of just decided to take a shot at it and um, you know, it it, it worked out pretty well. I mean, it's, it it definitely has not been a smooth road since then. I mean, I, you know, after that uh, I did a couple of condo developments, which I learned a ton, got my butt kicked a lot. Um, but you know, all those less, all those hard lessons are kind of what makes you a better investor. Um, and yeah, it's kind of helped me to, uh, you know, propel my portfolio today. hundred percent, man. It's definitely not an easy road. <laughs> it's, uh, there's no get rich quick, quick schemes out here, guys. There's, you know, lots of hard work that goes into this kind of stuff. Yeah, man, I, I've looked for it and I still have not been able to find it. So yeah, <laughs> it really, it really is just a matter of you know, kind of getting your butt handed over and over again. And eventually, eventually you start picking up on things. And I mean, that really is, uh, you know, from every single conversation I've had with successful investors as well. I mean, most guys start out or gals start out like that. Um, You know, there's, there's no fancy way. You just got to jump in. Uh, You're never going to know everything. You kind of just 
you know, you, you, you know what you know, and then you kind of got to be learning quickly on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's definitely one of those things that I, I feel like you're never really going to like master it. I mean, it's, I feel like it's kind of like a, you know, you're going to be learning stuff like your entire life and, you know, you're never really not like going to know everything, you know, just kind of like keep progressing, keep pushing and, um, you know, keep rolling with the punches. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, even you can probably ask the guy, you know, the, the people that own 10,000 units, they're probably tell you they're still learning things every day. Um, you know, every transaction's different, every situation is different. So, you know, and that's what kind of makes it fun. Right. I mean, it's, there's no like end all be all secret. You kind of just you keep pushing through, you keep doing more deals and more transactions and eventually your experience starts to stack up and you know you get better and better as you roll through it totally man definitely what is your drive and your vision for the long term uh my vision that's a that's a good question um <laughs> i mean i've got a pretty bold vision i mean my ultimate goal is to have uh, eventually a billion under management uh so you know i'm close to 10 million so got a, a little bit of ways to do work uh and work to do um <laughs> But yeah, that, I mean, that's that's kind of my, you know, ultimate uh, goal. But yeah, my, my drive, I mean, honestly, at first it was at first it was kind of the, you know, I'd say it's kind of like the bigger pockets progression, I call it. Um, you, you know, you first uh, kind of have that motivation. Oh, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to create passive income. And that's all fantastic. And, you know, it's still a great uh, it's still a great route. Uh, today, I'm kind of more driven by just actually building something insanely sustainable um, mm -hmm. that's going to be you know that's going to last beyond me right I mean financial freedom is certainly a worthy goal and nothing to sneeze at but um, you know I'm kind of going for that uh, generational status um, so that's kind of what I'm trying to drive for today that's awesome man I remember the first time you told me about that goal and like it, it's so attainable and like I, I think about that I'm like that's it's amazing I, I, yeah, man, I, well, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever hit it. I mean, I think, I think, I think I've got a decent shot at it. I mean, we'll see, but yeah. you know, I mean, and it's not like, look, it's not like I wake up and I'm like, how do I hit a billion today? Right. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's not really how it works, but it's always kind of in the back of my mind. Like, you know, whenever I'm kind of feeling, um, you know, whenever I'm feeling like, Hey, I need to like re, re, re get it, everything re cleared up, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, and just kind of get my vision down. Um, I always kind of just remember that little statistic and it helps me push forward. Totally, man. And it helps. I bet you love the process, right? Dude, it's all about the process. Like, you know, you, you can't, you can't really work, you know, 20, 30, 40 years just to hit one number. That's, that's just ludicrous to me. Um, it, it's obviously going to be about the process, right? It's going to be about how you handle things year after year, day after day, month after month, year after year. Um, you know, and it's the experiences you're going to accumulate. And, you know, at some point it's probably going to be irrelevant whether I hit a billion or not. Like, you know, <laughs> what, there's no actual like thing that changes when you cross that mark. Um, yeah. so it's, you know, it's a hundred percent about the process. I love it, man. That's wicked valuable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Would you mind telling the story of acquiring your first property and any lessons that you learned from it? Any big ones? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, my first one, like probably a lot of your listeners, I house hacked it. Um, you know, I brought to, did an FHA loan, a three family. Um, 
you know, we, it was actually funny. I mean, that I bought that property in 2016 and the market was absolutely bonkers back then. Um, maybe even a little bit more than today. Um, I actually ended up like, I think I ended up putting offers like on, on maybe 40 or 50 properties before I got mine accepted. And at some point I remember I told my realtor who was my business partner today, like, you know, we just started writing offers without even going to look at the properties. Cause it was just, it was, it was just too much work <laughs> driving around all over Boston. Uh, I was just like, you know what, let's just rip these offers. And so I actually ended up getting my first property under contract and not, and didn't see it at all until my home inspection. And I can tell you, I was, uh, I was sweating that day. <laughs> um, but you know, you, like I said, you kind of just, you, you kind of roll with the punches. You, you know, you kind of play the cards you're given and ended up playing those cards. I mean, it ended up being pretty successful. I had a, I had an $80,000 appraisal rebuttal we had to win. Um, so that actually was, you know, another challenge on your first, on my first deal. Um, ended up getting close to an $80,000 price reduction. So I can't complain. Um, but it's, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not bad, but in the moment, and the moment I remember I was, uh, I was panicking pretty bad. Um, you know, so like I said, I mean, it was no, nothing insane, kind of a, a few things we had to deal, I had to deal with here and there, um, yeah. but ended up closing on it. And yeah. That's awesome, man. What, um, what part of Boston was that in? Uh, so that was in Everett. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I still own that property today. I, I, I still love Everett. Uh, honestly that, I mean, that, I, my only mistake is I didn't buy another one right after that. I, I like, I waited like a little long, um, should have just bought a couple and I would have been doing a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that's great, man. You know, the, especially, you know, the appraisal rebuttal and stuff, especially on your first deal too. That's, that's insane. I bet you learned quite a bit from that and, you know, yeah, to... yeah it was, I mean, you know, I, first of all, hats off a hundred percent to uh, my business partner, Taylor. He was, he was the one negotiating that. And I have no idea how he got the sellers to take an $80,000 price reduction. <laughs> I mean, it, it still blows my mind. Um, so he did a hell of a job on that negotiation. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, I didn't really know much. I kind of just had to play the cards I was given and somehow it just ended up working out. <laughs> <laughs> that's great what do you consider to be the biggest variable to expand your portfolio hmm. like you know like building your network marketing you know running numbers um you know stuff like that you know I, I, that's a good question i mean i would probably i mean it's obviously a combination i don't know if there's one variable um mm -hmm. Few things probably come to mind, um, especially with the you know with the things I'm trying to work on in my business right now. As we're continuing to expand, uh, first of all, it's going to be the people in place. Uh, yeah. you know that's that's huge, and I, and I would say that encapsulates business partners, um, any part-time employees, uh, property management companies. Those are basically all the things you know I'm essentially running through right now, particularly property management since where uh, I'm right at the scale when I'm kind of ready to take on property management at a, you know, at a, where I have enough scale to really support it, but it's still kind of a, you know, step I'm working on. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that I'd say definitely people, um, you know, and that also obviously includes kind of like you mentioned network, right? Like that, that'll include 
um, private investors because all these deals take a lot of capital to push forward. Um, that it will include better lender connection, more better and more lender connections, um, mm-hmm. more you know, more uh, broker contacts, um, et cetera. You know, it all kind of it all kind of runs into the same engine, right? It it all feeds into that same business. Um, so I definitely say people is probably the biggest one. Um, and then probably systematizing. I mean, that's probably one of my weak, not weaknesses, but not one of my strengths right now. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to kind of get better at, uh, you know, handling, handling all the daily stuff um, and kind of, you know, we're, I, we just onboarded, I just onboarded an assistant for the first, um, for my first time. So I'm kind of, a lot of the small stuff is getting away from me, which is good. Um, yeah. But that's just going to be a process that, you know, I think is going to continue to evolve. That's awesome, man. How is it having, um, I guess, like another person to start to delegate stuff to? Is that kind of a challenge in itself? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard, but it's the most amazing thing I've done because basically, <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of the things that would suck up my time that weren't necessarily insanely productive. Um, you know, it, those are the things I can kind of hand off now. I can focus on the things I know I need to do to grow my portfolio, my, um, you know, my team on the, on the sales side, um, my yeah. other ventures. So it's, it's really nice to just have someone, um, you know, handle kind of like the logistical stuff that, you know, you, you know, you need to do, but just don't really have time for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking when, um, when would you say that like you were ready to try and take on somebody like, did you just not really have any time left during the day? Like, was there like one point that kind of, that kind of hit you? I don't know if it's one point. I mean, honestly, I probably should have done this like a year or two ago if we're, if I'm really <laughs> being honest. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's definitely a little, I mean, it, it, there's, I was definitely a little worried, man. I mean, I can't lie. You know, it's you're, you're at the end of the day, you're taking on essentially payroll, right. To some degree, um, yeah. so there's going to be a fixed expense. So you've got to be generating, um, at the same level, if not higher than before. Um, so, you know, there's, there's definitely, I'd say a little bit of a mindset, mindset shift there. Um, but honestly, I mean, I I could have really, I could have used that probably a year or two ago. And if I would, if I would have done it back then, I mean, I'm sure I, you know, all my businesses would be even further along than they are today. Yeah. That's crazy though. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great, I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about it and you hear about it. If you listen to like business podcasts or books, everyone talks about it, but you know, when it push comes to shove and it's, you got to write the check, uh, you know, every time, every week, it's, it's a little bit of a different feeling. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is the most important lesson that you've learned over your career so far? I know that, that's a big one. <laughs> Man, you're uh, dropping the big questions on me. Um, the biggest lesson, I mean, I would probably say karma rolls back around. And, mm-hmm. and here's what I mean by that is, you know, I, I think a lot of the times where we're in the weeds and we're trying to like put stuff together, whether it's deals, uh, agreements, JVs, whatever, um, you know, we obviously all kind of get really heated in the mo- can get heat really heated in the moment. Um, yeah. I've certainly experienced plenty of those moments. Um, I'd say the biggest thing I've learned is kind of just sometimes you got to take a step back um, 
you know, if something isn't going your way or if it's not really coming together as you envision, um, yeah. you just got to take a step back. And, you know, if it's, if it's the right move, you'll figure it out. If, if it's the wrong move, I know, I know it's a little corny and it's, not really by my drive because I'm a very like a per you know a personality, but sometimes kind of just got to sit back and let things play out. So um, yeah. you know, and things will kind of work themselves out. So that, that's kind of what I mean by karma is like you know it. There's certain things you need to push and shove for sure, but uh, I've learned sometimes you kind of just got to yeah. take your step back and uh, you know let let everything ride. That's really important, man. Definitely, uh, you know, to pick your battles and see yes. what's worth it and what's not exactly worth it. You know, that's, that's super important. Yeah, man, because if you if you get, you know, there's just so many things you can get involved in and um, from the micro detail to the macro, you know, and it's just it'll, it'll drive you insane. And it has it's driven me insane. So <laughs> you, you, you got to you, you'll learn, you know, you got to figure out like at one point is it just, you know what, I'm going to move on. Um, you know, there's, there's kind of certain value to any project you take on and you'll, you, you kind of define that as you go. Mm -hmm. That's great. I feel like that's something that like people don't really talk about as much. Um, you know, that definitely plays a big part in really like anything that you do, you know, whether it's like stuff for your day job or, you know, just like realizing kind of like the point, um, I don't know how to word this like the point of like i guess caring like too much like caring the right amount and then like not caring at all and like getting all stressed out and everything and i feel like you're definitely right you know that's it sounds like it's super important yeah you know i i, I mean to your point i think there's there's just a lot of things that especially in real estate are not always going to be fully in your control right yeah mm -hmm. uh, and you know just because it's such a heavy it's such a people business and people surprise you right um you know so it, at the end of the day it's just you you know yeah you're, i agree that people don't talk about this enough like you can try to micromanage every single detail uh and believe me i have tried very very hard um but really what you take on is a lot more pain um for really not much more incremental gain um yeah you know, it, there, there's definitely a point where you start learning, like, you know what, um, you know, I've done everything I can control. If it plays out, it will play out. If it, if it folds, it folds, we move on to the next one. Um, mm -hmm. it's just, it, it's really, it really is critical, especially, especially real estate when there's just so many different things that can be happening at the same time. Yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's how you got to learn a hard lesson sometimes. <laughs> Definitely, man. Yep, totally. <laughs> uh, we kind of did this one already. Um, what are the most effective resources that have helped you the most so far on your journey? I know we kind of talked about the network quite a bit and, um, you know, knowing as many people as possible and making those relationships. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know if I'd point to like one thing. I mean, there's just a, you know, it's, it really is a culmination of yeah. a bunch of things. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can call this resources, but again, I would probably say the people around you. Um, and again, it's from net, it's from network to business partners, to people that work with you or for you, whatever it is, 
Um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's real estate. Is, it's, it's a great business, but it's such a complex business, um, especially when you're trying to push scale. I mean, there's, there's always so many moving parts that, you know, and it, it, it's hard to just, it's hard to manage for yourself, right? I mean, you could yeah. be the best businessman on earth, but man, like once you, once you go beyond like one project at a time and you're start you're starting to really scale it, it's, it's hard to push by yourself, you know? So it's, I mean, people really are your best resource at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You're right. It, it's, I'm starting to kind of realize that now, you know, as I slowly start to meet more people and kind of get deeper into things for the first time, you know, that there's really only 24 hours in a day. And, you know, you need to be able to leverage like other people's abilities, skills, like their time, you know, those relationships. And because um, even like, you know, some of those things that aren't really um, like they don't really make you as much money, I guess you could say, like by the hour, like the not really necessary, but necessary kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that can be put on to somebody else who may be like 10 times better at it, you know, have the systems in place. And, you know, you won't really know until you go out and start to meet those people. And then like you start to, the pieces start to fall together and, you know, it's, it's crazy, like what you can create, you know, based on your network. And it's, it's so nuts. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I'll be the first to tell you, I mean, it's, it's, it is a really big, it's a really big shift, right? I mean, from theory into reality, like I said, I mean, you know, even today, I still like, it's not like now that I've done it, I'm a hundred percent over it. Like, you know, every time I cut a check and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, that's, that's money that's coming out of my checking account, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it still is, you know, it's still something that I think I'll probably have to fight through, but I'm, you know, I mean, for me, it's been going on now for, I'd say probably two months. Um, and I'm starting to see all the things that I've left on the table. So yeah, I mean, it, it, there's only so many things you can do by yourself at the end of the day. Um, you know, and, and that's another reason I've been a big proponent of business partners too, right? Because um, everyone's kind of good at what they do. Um, and if you can find real good relationships where you work, you know, you work with someone well and everyone does their thing that they're good at, that's when big shit can be created. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 100%. I love it. It's such, it's such like a paradigm shift. Like it's, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really is. And, uh, you know, you just, you gotta, my, my only advice would be just keep thinking about it over and over again until you're like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of thinking about it. I'm just going to do it. That's basically how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. And it works. It, it works. works. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to our next question here what is something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that changed like as you went along and got more experience? That's a good question. I mean, this is probably going to be a little off topic from real estate, more on the business side. Mm -hmm. um, I actually just had this conversation today with my coach about this. So now I'm like, I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> and what I would say one, one little mindset shift that's happened to me is, um, you know, we're obviously in the age of social media and you've obviously, we were just talking about this pre-podcast, right? You have 
in your podcast. Um, I'm very big on my YouTube channels and I've got two Facebook groups that I run um, that, and that's kind of been my niche and the mindset shift I've kind of started to develop is um, we're kind of media creation companies first that happen to invest in real estate that happen to sell real estate. And the reason why I say that is because once you really start figuring out where all your influence is coming from, um, you know, on the sales side, obviously it's a little bit easier to imagine, right? Direct getting direct clients, but even on the investment side, right? Like connecting with private money lenders, connecting with other people in, you know, other investors that can help, you know, help push you a deal, or maybe they give you a deal that's not yours. Um, It all kind of stems through influence. So um, the way I kind of phrased it earlier today, I was like, it's, it's kind of the same realization if you've ever seen that McDonald's movie, right? Where uh, Ray Kroc realized he wasn't really selling hamburgers. He was in the real estate business. That's yep. kind of the, that's kind of the shift I've been going through um, the last probably half a year, but especially today I had this conversation. It just like, it really clicked to me. Like everything kind of goes through your influence and your reach and then whatever you do with it after, whether it's you help people buy and sell real estate or whether it's you go invest in real estate or whatever else the hell you want to do, right? It's, it all kind of stems from that. I'm really glad you said that because I think about that kind of thing all the time. Like it's, you're, you're hundred percent right with the reach. Like I'm so fascinated with the idea of kind of like knowing everybody, um, you know, being able to be that like connector, I guess you could say, you know, and connect like different people to you know sustain their needs with somebody else that you might know and you know like posting on on social media and stuff like it's kind of hard sometimes to take a step back and realize where all the attention is because that stems back to your network you know like what we were talking about earlier how do you build your network you go where the attention is you know you go where the people are now if you step back from that you know are they through you know, like TV ads, or are they on their phones, like social media? I mean, I forget what the statistic is. But there's like billions of people on Facebook. And like, that's just like astounding to me. You know what I mean? Like, and if if you can push your brand and your message out there, and, you know, really, like the sky's the limit on what can happen. And, um, you know, I've, I've already met some people through like Instagram and stuff like that you know, that are definitely going to be relationships that I want to, you know, cultivate and maintain for the long term. And I'm, I'm sure you can say the same as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really is crazy. And, you know, I've seen it, like I said, I mean, I, I've got, I'm, I'm not as I, I'm still trying to build my Instagram presence. That's probably my <laughs> weakest part of my game, but that's okay. Uh, but I, I mean, I've seen it on even on the YouTube side, I've seen it on the Facebook yeah. group side. Um, you know, it's just, it, it really is what you, what you said, right? It's how do you let people know who you are in the context of your professional endeavor? Um, yeah. And that's really how you can drive just insane. Like if you really think about just insane results, I mean, you know, I've had people from like California reach out to me for my channel, um, like from Arizona. I mean, it's just, it's nuts, right? Like and you would think even like a, such a local business like real estate, that's incredibly local, right? It's not like tech or anything. Um, yeah. You'd still have people like getting connected cross country, 
Um, especially, I mean, if you think about it on the investment side, you've got syndicators all over um, the country. And I know guys here investing in projects across the country and vice versa. I mean, yeah. everything is just, even the local businesses are so interconnected today. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy. It really is, man. And I mean, to the whole thing of, like, I'm a firm believer in like, if you give really without expecting anything in return, then eventually things will come full circle and they'll come back to you. And, you know, if you're pushing out like all kinds of content, like your YouTube videos, you know, they're super, um, you know, great, especially for, you know, around the Boston area. And even like you, you, oh, oh. <laughs> you're right. Like some of those people that might be in like California or Arizona, like they might watch one of your videos and then pick something out that they didn't know that they'd be able to use in their own market. Like the information is, is everything, you know, like you're hundred percent right. You know, um, as local as like real estate might be, you know, like in the bigger picture, other people from other markets might be able to, to take some of like the value that you created and then use it in their situation and then spread it to other people. And it's, it's just such a crazy thing to think about, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, when, when you, when you really like, when you really start to, especially when you start to see people like reaching out from all over, it really starts to blow your mind. I mean, it, it's, you know, the, I remember the first time I got a call and it just like completely shook me. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's critical. It's, it's absolutely critical regardless, regardless of what field you're in, regardless whether you're an agent or investor or property manager, it's, you got, you got to have that presence. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Uh, what is your best piece of advice to new investors that want to start and manage their rental portfolio? Go do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you, you know, there's, there's nothing fancy. I can tell you there's, you know, there's, there's no secret sauce. You, you save the money. You, you know, you know, your options, you know, you've got, whether you go house hack, whether you go take a 25% down loan, whether you go do a flip, I mean, it really does not matter. You're yep. not, you're not going to know everything day one. You're going to learn on the fly and shit's going to hit and you're going to have to figure it out. So let's go do it. I mean, you know, like at some point you can only read so many bigger pockets blogs or listen to so many podcasts. Um, yep. You know, at the end of the day, you just, you got to be out in the field and learn, and that's how you learn. I feel like that's really important, man. That's um, I'm definitely going to keep that advice very close, you know, very, very soon. <laughs> Not to get stuck in that, like looking for a really good deal. And like, you're right. Like there's only a certain amount of books and stuff that you can consume before you actually, actually execute on something and get your feet wet. And, uh, yeah. And that's the other thing you do mention, like getting a good deal, you know, everyone wants a great deal. It's not like, you know, when I go shopping, I don't want a bad deal, but I think what a lot of people also don't realize it's not a game of home runs, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, if you hit a home run, that's fantastic. But especially in your first deal, man, I mean, let's be honest, like you don't know shit on your first deal, right? Like yeah. you have no idea what you're looking at. You have no idea. You can't really evaluate the risks and rewards that well. Like when you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, and even, even like, as you go on and even beyond your first deal, I mean, even today, like for myself, I don't look for like 
these grand slam deals, right? I mean, if I hit a double, boom, or, you know, if it makes sense, that, a double's a double, man. I mean, right. you do a double 30 <laughs> times, you're going to be a wealthy double doubles play, you know, like, like yeah. that's, you don't, you don't need, you don't need to hit grand slams. You don't need to hit home runs. Have I hit them? Yeah, I hit one, you know, I hit a couple here and there, but I yeah. tell you the majority of deals are just good, solid deals that make sense to me. That makes sense to my investors. That makes sense to my business partners. And if we end up finding a gold mine, that's great. But that it's not necessarily something I would strive for on, you know, as like your model. Mm -hmm. That's huge. I love it. <laughs> what is a common myth about building a portfolio that you want to debunk? Common myth about building portfolio. Oh man, also a good question. <laughs> um, I'd say once you once you have once you've done a couple of deals, um, yeah. you know I've I've been guilty of trying to figure out too many steps ahead um, at this at once. You know sometimes you just you know you, I, I think this is probably a common theme with everything I'm saying. You kind of just figure it out as the cards come to you, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know I remember like the first. Once I closed like my first big deal where I partnered with some, um, you know, capital partners, uh, you know, and then I was thinking like, well, how do I go do it again? How do I go raise, you know, another like 200,000, another 400,000. And it's just, you know, things, like I said, things kind of play themselves out. You, you know, just focus on executing today, right? Get, do the things you know you need to do. Um, yeah. And the rest will kind of play itself out, right? If you're, if you're, it's, we kind of say this in the sales business a lot, right? Like if you do your prospecting activities every single day, eventually something's going to hit, right? And it's, it's the same thing with the investment game, right? If, if your goal is to continue to expand your portfolio and every single day you're either checking property out or talking to brokers or talking to potential private lenders, you know, it's not like you're going to, you're not going to see like insane shifts on a day-to-day -day basis, but over a long period of time, you're going to figure it out and it'll, it'll play itself out. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really important. You know, it's probably a good thing that, you know, like you don't really see those really big things every day because then I feel like they start to lose their luster. But once it happens, you know, once in a while when something big happens, like the rush, the rush is crazy. You know, but if it yeah. happened all the time, it's like, oh, well, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... And it's probably not a good thing if your business is reliant on these big major shifts every time, yeah. right? Like that's not really a sustainable model either, right? Like you want a model that you can go in day in, day out, execute and get it done, right? I don't think you want, like you don't want a home run based model because what if you don't hit a home run for like a year? Like, so what, yeah. you're just gonna be out of business in the year? Like. No, like it's, it, you, you got to have a model that's based on day-to-day -day operations, day-to-day -day execution, getting it done. And as things play out, they'll play out. Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability is key. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's, look, I mean, if you're, if you're in the, if you're in the game trying to become like a billionaire by five, in five years, you're, you're playing the wrong game, right? Like if you're, if you're trying to play a long-term game, then view it and then play it as a long-term game. Don't, you know, if it's a 20 year game, why are you going for a, a grand slam today on your first year or fifth year? Right. Like just keep doing what you've been doing and it'll, it'll grow. Mm -hmm. Stick to the model.
And our, our last question, Leora, do you read? And what is your favorite business investing or real estate book or podcast or, you know, whatever your favorite thing is to consume that you would recommend to anyone? Um, I, I mean, I used to like read hard copies today. I just don't really have bandwidth. So I, I will stick um, books on table on audible. Um, mm -hmm. I, and I, and I kind of shift back and forth between audible and podcasts. I am a big podcast guy. Um, I'd say for me, I've, I've got a couple of podcasts. I mean, I listen to some stuff on the sales side. Um, you know, GSD mode, Joshua Smith is always great. Good stuff there. Um, Pat Hyben's real estate podcast is great as well. Um, on the investment side, I will, I will listen to like more, I'm trying to listen to more like bigger syndicators. Um, so there's some good smaller niche podcasts out there. Um, old, what is it called? Like old town real estate. Um, it's like these syndicators out of Texas and they do a really good job. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm just trying to listen to a lot of different perspectives, both on the sales side, the investment side, and you kind of, you know, in it, and you kind of learn a few tips here and there that you, again, you can slowly start to implement, even if it's just one little thing you take out of every episode. Um, you know, one thing taken out of a thousand episodes, that's a lot of little things you can implement. The compounds, you're hundred percent right. Yep. Especially even like, you know, if you just throw it on while you're in the car, you know, from going from appointment to appointment or whatever, or, you know, just time that like, you wouldn't really be like absorbing as much. You know, it's crazy, like you said, you know, to get even like one thing in that amount of time and then do that over the course of time. And the amount of knowledge is crazy, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've had people say like, well, you know, I, I listened to this episode and like, I didn't see like any amazing advice. And I, you know, I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, you're not going to get like, again, everyone keeps thinking like, you're going to get this like mind numbing, like tip that's going to blow up your business and it just doesn't <laughs> exist. Like, you right. know, if there, if there's a secret, believe me, everyone would know about it by now. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just taking one little thing, putting it into action and doing it again and again and again. hundred mm -hmm. percent, man. Thank you so much for coming on, Lior. Um, where is the best place for people to reach you? You know, as an agent, as an investor, you know, what's your, I know you're on a couple different things. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys can hit me up on Instagram. I've got one Instagram. It's just Leo Rosansky RE. Um, or you can shoot me an email. It's just Leor.Rosansky at compass.com. Um, that's kind of just my main email I use for everything. Um, so if you guys have any questions or anything I can help out with, obviously feel free to reach out and I, I will do my best. Definitely. What was that YouTube channel again? <laughs> oh yeah, my YouTube. I got a couple. Uh, my invest. If you guys are looking for my investment one, that's just my name, Leo Rosansky. Um, if you guys are looking to learn about like the neighborhoods in Boston, um, it's called Living in Boston. Perfect, man. I had to include it. <laughs> I appreciate the shout out, man. <laughs> no problem, man. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Leo. It's such a pleasure to hear from you again, and um, you know, thank you so much. You know, I, yeah. I definitely learned a couple things from, you know, just talking to you again. Keep it up, man. Thanks, man. I <laughs> hey, appreciate you having on here. It was fun. I love it. Thank you so much. Sure. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. 
That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.